Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, we have a real Tennessee Titans football game to preview on today's show. The Titans take on the Baltimore Ravens on Thursday night, and I'm telling you everything that you need to watch for. Number one, Malik Willis. How much will he play, and what are our expectations of him? Then, the big position battles to watch for the Titans. Got a big one in the secondary and a big one on the offensive line. And finally, I'll tell you why what I'm looking for the most is actually not on the offensive or defensive side of the ball. Previewing the Titans' first preseason game of the year against the Baltimore Ravens on today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, I can't lie to you. I'm I'm a little bit emotional. To start today's show, it's back. I know it's not regular season, but Titans football is back in our lives. Rejoice! Hallelujah! Ladies and gentlemen, the Titans do take on the Baltimore Ravens in their first preseason game of the year on Thursday night. I am previewing the entire matchup for you guys. We're going to talk about our expectations for Malik Willis. And guys, I don't expect to play in the game to start the show. Before we get into that, do want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen, make sure that you tune in Monday through Friday for free Tennessee Titans content all year long on all platforms. That includes the Locked on Titans YouTube channel. Subscribe over there. Smash the notification bell. And if you're watching on YouTube right now, throw a thumbs up on the video. The show's free, and that little bit of support does go a long way. You can catch my film breakdowns and my instant reaction to what's going on in the game on Twitter, at Tic Tac Titans. You can check out the show Facebook page, at Locked On Titans Pod. I am going to be providing live tweet analysis on Twitter, and then directly after the game is over, I will be going live on YouTube to break down everything that we saw. Ready to dive into my expectations, though, in this game preview, our first game preview of the year. The first thing that I want to mention is, I want the Titans to win. No, it doesn't matter. It's a preseason game, whatever. But let's just say this and get it out of the way. Screw the Ravens, man. Forget the Ravens. It's Ravens hate week for me. I don't care if it's preseason or not. All right? It's the Ravens, one of the longtime Titans rivals. I always want to beat them, whether it's in the playoffs, regular season, preseason, tiddlywinks. I don't care. I want to beat Baltimore. And add in this little wrinkle, Baltimore has won 20 straight preseason games. It's absurd. And that streak needs to die. And I want the Titans to be the one to drive their proverbial sword, proverbial sword, through the Ravens' preseason winning streak. So it's just preseason, but it's Baltimore. God dang it. I want to win. I want to end that streak. Now, unfortunately, I'm not expecting some key Titan starters to be able to help with beating that streak. Like, I'm not expecting, of course, no Derrick Henry. 
I'm not expecting Ryan Tannehill, no Robert Woods. Wouldn't expect Austin Hooper. Obviously, Monty Rice and Elijah Molden are banged up. They're not going to be out there. Um, you could say the same for like Dylan Cole, who's been banged up recently, Cody Hollister. But I also wouldn't expect Taylor Lewan, Ben Jones, Nate Davis, Jeffrey Simmons, Danico Autry, Bud Dupree, Harold Landry, Christian Fulton, Amani Hooker, Kevin Byard, David Long, Zach Cunningham. I basically wouldn't expect any starters on defense other than Farley and Tierra Tart, I would say. And then on offense, I mean, there are so many guys fighting for positions on offense that the starters just simply don't need to play, except for guys who are fighting to be starters. And we're going to talk about those position battles later in the show. But what I want to talk about right now is what I think will be the biggest story coming out of the game. And that's rookie quarterback Malik Willis. We should get, if Ryan Tannehill doesn't play at all, we should get a heavy, heavy dose of Malik Willis. I'm thinking three quarters, two and a half quarters in the game. Logan Woodside's been with the team for years. He's played in a ton of preseason action. They know what they have in Logan Woodside. They know what he's going to do. So I think Woodside goes out there, plays a quarter, maybe a quarter and a half, and then it's the Malik Willis show. There's no other quarterback to go to. So let me talk about this story that's out right now too. Jeremy Fowler from ESPN did a little training camp notes thing. And basically the note that he had was coming out of Tennessee, the word is Malik Willis will truly get a red shirt year. Don't expect him to be quarterback too. Don't expect him to get any wildcat packages or any packages at all during the regular season. Truly just a red shirt year. Well, let me say, if that is the case, if that's truly the case, which is, I mean, not exactly what I want, but I wouldn't say that that outcome would be unexpected. That's kind of what people expect uh, when he was drafted. If that is true, then these preseason reps are just critical. And I hope that Malik Willis gets three full quarters. And no matter how much time he's out there, obviously, if it's one quarter or something, these won't be hit. But the thing, my expectations here are operational. Have guys lined up. Call the right play in the huddle. No penalties for pre-snap, for false start, or illegal formation, or uh, two guys moving at once. The timing of his routes. Hit the back foot, get it out within the structure of the offense. All the things that the coaching staff has been talking about throughout training camp. Those are the things I want to see. But also, be you, Malik. Be Malik. Run around. Get out of the pocket, downfield, make plays. I'm hoping to see over 100 yards passing, over 20 yards rushing, 10 offensive points on his drive. Doesn't have to be him throwing a touchdown, him running in the touchdown, any of that. I just want to see 10 offensive points from Malik Willis. I know I'm asking a lot. He's going to be out there with second and third stringers, but he's going to be playing against second and third stringers from Baltimore. So I don't think that those expectations are too outrageous. Let's get 20 rushing yards, over 100 passing yards, and 10 offensive points in three quarters, two and a half quarters. I don't think I'm asking too much. All I do know is, no matter what happens with Malik, whether he's good, whether he's bad, whether it's somewhere in between, that's what we're going to be talking about on Thursday night after the game. But there is a lot more to talk about here other than just Malik Willis. I mean, there are a ton of a position battles to talk about guys that I just simply have my eye on as well. So I'm going to keep previewing the game with you guys on today's show. We're going to talk about those position battles next. Before we get into it, though, I do want to tell you guys about the best tasting protein bars of all time from our friends over 
at Built Bar. You get the best of both worlds with a Built Bar. You get all the health benefits that you want from a protein bar. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. But you're also going to get all the taste benefits of a candy bar. The bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. A ton of absolutely delicious flavors and textures to choose from. Built Bars aren't crumbly and crunchy. Well, they can be a little crunchy, but crumbly and uh, dusty and where they fall apart when you break into them. No, they're, they really have the texture and consistency and the taste of a candy bar. There are Built Bar flavors that I've had that are simply better than some candy bars that I've had. So go to Built.com right now. That's B-U-I-L-T.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Titans fans, let's continue this preseason preview of the Titans game against the Baltimore Ravens on Thursday night. We just talked about Malik Willis, my expectations for him, my expectations for who will not play in this game starter-wise, but there were some starting positions I didn't mention as guys who I don't expect to play because some of these guys fighting for starting spots have to be out there. And we're going to dive into those position battles before we do, just want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen. And remember, here on the Locked On Titans podcast, it's your team every day. So make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream, free and available everywhere. But the first one I want to talk about is what I think is probably the most important, and it's on the offensive line. It's Dylan Radins against Nicholas Petit-Ferrer, Okay. They're not going to be out there with the total first offensive line. So it's not like they're going to have the starters to kind of clean things up for them if things go poorly. They're going to be out there with second stringers, and it's going to make their individual performance stand out more. Because if you're fighting for a starting spot and you're out on an offensive line with second stringers, you should look a tier above them. You should. So if Dylan Radins is out there with second stringers and he's looking like he's not the best lineman out there, well, that in itself is a concern. And honestly, what I'm hoping is with some of these position battles, we just rotate one series in, one series out. Or I guess with the offensive line for the offensive tackles, we'll probably be in a situation where we could see Raidens and MPF out there at the same time. Now, I think that the starting offensive line for the Titans in this game will be uh, Christian DeLauro at left tackle and then Dylan Raidens at right tackle and they're going to put MPF in at right tackle to check him there first. I think that makes sense, but they could play at the same time because I know MPF is trying to work at left tackle as well. And Raidens could work at left tackle as well. They'll probably focus him on right tackle, but... I'm cool with him getting both because I think a long-term answer could be MPF at right tackle and Raidens at left tackle. So I think Dylan's is better. I think Dylan Raidens is better on the left side, but clearly, you know, it's not important right now. We need the right tackle spot to solidify. So those guys, you got to watch. That That's like the number one thing I'm watching for is that right tackle position. But after that, I'm staying on the offensive line. And it's guard. Aaron Brewer, Jamarco Jones. 
Both those guys should play, and they should get a ton of work. If Aaron Brewer doesn't play, we could just go ahead and pen him into being the starting left guard. Okay? That would be easy. And here's what I want to mention. As compared to the other position battle that I'm that I'm going to discuss here, the Ravens always have a very good front seven. They always have a good defensive line, a tough, deep defensive line as well. So I think that the offensive line battle is going to be much more interesting to watch because of the talent on the other side of the ball. The Ravens, like I said, good D-line, good front seven. It's going to be a challenge for the Titans' offensive line. Now, I don't mean to underestimate Baltimore in a certain area, but when you look at the third position battle that we focused on throughout camp, Caleb Farley against the uh, Roger McCreary, well, Baltimore's pass-catching group is not quite as good as their front seven, especially if they don't play like Rashad Bateman. Rough. So, I think Farley and McCreary have a great chance to put some good film out there. And this is another scenario where I expect McCreary and Farley to both play at the same time. Especially if Fulton doesn't play. They'll probably be the starters on either side of the ball. And Molden's out. So, they have to. They have to. But here's the real question. Will Farley play at all? Coming from the ACL, the coaching staff said at the beginning camp he's not 100%. We haven't got an update on whether he's 100% yet and just full go. But I got to tell you, Farley needs to be out there. He needs the reps, guys. I've mentioned it before. He hasn't been a cornerback for very long. And the times that he's been a cornerback, he's been injured the most of the time. He needs those reps. The Titans can, if if Farley is healthy enough to play, the Titans cannot afford to sit him. He needs to play out there. Especially with this battle against McCreary. Now, the last position battle that I want to talk about is kind of a, a tease towards our final segment. We got to talk special teams. Okay? We have to talk special teams. But the biggest special teams battle that I'll be watching is kickoff return. And we talked about it on Tuesday's show. Right now, Dontrell Hilliard is listed as the number one kick returner for the Titans. Trent Cannon has been one of the better kick returners in the NFL in recent years. I think he averages like 22 yards of return. It's pretty solid. Well, if Cannon doesn't beat out Hilliard, for the starting kickoff returner, and Hilliard wins that spot, Cannon's cooked. There's no way he's making the roster as the fourth running back, the second kickoff returner. I don't care how much value he provides as a gunner on coverage teams. That's not enough value to the team to make it. Cannon needs to win the starting kickoff return spot. If he wants to make this roster, he simply has to. So that is like a live or die football roster wise, obviously not real life and death, but that's like a live and die situation for Trenton Cannon. He has to win the kickoff return battle. So watch every kickoff return. It's one of the most important things that you could be watching for at all during the entire game is that kickoff return battle. Who gets what? how it goes, 
And in general, special teams is going to be critical. We're going to talk about that to cap off today's game preview. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in again. Subscribe. Hit the like button. We got special teams and some other things to talk about as well. Titans fans, we are going to cap off this game preview edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. The Titans take on the Ravens on Thursday night again. Right after the game, I'll be going live on YouTube to break everything down. If you're a podcast person and you just listen on audio, it'll be loaded up immediately after I'm done. So you can have that in the middle of the night, early in the morning for your commute, whenever you decide to listen on uh, on Friday. But that'll cap off the week for us. Uh, then the Titans have joint practices coming. So, I mean, here we go, folks. The season has begun. Thank you for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. As for your second listen, check out the Locked On NFL podcast. You get all your Titans news here with me every single day for free. Get all of your NFL national news every single day for free with the Locked On NFL podcast. Subscribe on YouTube. But we talked about the position battles I'm watching the most. We talked about Malik. We talked about who I think won't play in the game. But there are some other things to keep our eye on, namely special teams, coverage units, who's the gunner on punt, who's uh, the people flying down on kickoff coverage, who are the people on punt team, on kickoff team, on kickoff return blocking, all that stuff. Look for who is the starters on those units. We don't get a depth chart for that. So the only way that we can know that stuff is by seeing it in the game. And that will tell us who's ahead of who, really, in terms of getting a roster spot. The Titans obviously put a heavy emphasis on special teams. Especially at the end of the roster with the final 10 to 12 spots. It's all about special teams at that point. So, like I said, the kickoff versus punt return battle. Coverage units. Return units. Who are on those? Be looking out for that. Because at some point, if you have all your starters and you know who those guys are going to be, then you need backups who not only can back up but can play special teams units for you. So really keep an eye on special teams. Outside of that, though, the back end of the wide receiver depth chart, Racy McMath, I want to watch Racy. But I think Racy's got a lock on a roster spot right now. It's Dez, Mason Kinsey, Josh Malone, Reggie Roberson. The, those are the guys who we're really looking at here. Who's, who's again, special teams. Who's on those units? And then who makes plays in the game? We know Mason Kinsey can. He had a nice preseason last year. So who's going to make the plays? That's what I'm excited to watch. But none of it matters unless they're also somebody who's contributing on special teams. That's the facts. Mason Kinsey had a great preseason last year. Barely could get on the roster with all the injuries. Couple games, I think he got called up. So, your performance on offense and defense is great, but if you're not valuable on special teams, it won't matter for the Titans if you're at the back end of the depth chart, for better or for worse, however you feel about that personally. The defensive line battle is one that I am watching 
majorly. Uh, outside of Danico, outside of Simmons, outside of Tart and Naquan Jones, Jaden Peavy, Haskell Garrett, battling on the inside, Deshaun Hand, Lorel Murchison, battling it out for that last spot. Kevin Strong. Th- that group of guys right there. I think Demarcus Locker Walker is a lock now. So Deshaun Hand, Lorel Murchison, Haskell Garrett, Jaden Peavy, Kevin Strong. Throw Thomas Odukoye in there. I'm not. Whatever. Or Sam Odukoye. What? What? Now we're getting to a point where it doesn't matter because he's not going to be in this chase, as I've explained in previous shows. But anyways, that defensive line battle, who gets those final few spots in the D-line, that, that's very important battle to me. Outside of that, Chica Conquo, Traylon Burks, Kyle Phillips, Demarcus Walker, Chance Campbell, Jack Gibbons, Theo Jackson. Those are the guys that I'm really watching for. How do these rookies perform? And Racy isn't a rookie. Demarcus Walker isn't a rookie. But they're new to the team. And I'm just excited about what they can do. So those are guys that, I, that I'm that i going to specifically be paying attention to as well. Along with all the position battles. Uh, Malik. All the things that matter. Hassan Haskins as well. Another big one that I'm going to be watching out there. So I know that it's preseason. I know that, you know, by the end of the game, maybe you're like, oh, man, tired, ready to move on. But I'm going to be locked in for you the entire time, breaking down everything that takes place. So make sure that you guys join me tomorrow night after the game on YouTube for my live breakdown of what took place in the game. If you can't make it, it'll be out podcast form immediately after I'm done. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. Tennessee Titans game is here, baby. Let's beat the Ravens. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.